Live from Beyond the Beltway, this is Bruce Dumont with our weekly analysis of national politics, featuring occasional injections of rumor and innuendo, all offered up by our panel of political insiders, pundits, power brokers, public servants, professors, and most importantly, plain-speaking Americans from coast to coast. Tonight, featuring commentary by Illinois Democratic State Representative LaShawn Ford, pro-Trump Republican attorney John Hoban, Charles Lipson from the University of Chicago Emeritus, and Patrick Tewitt, Democrat lawyer from Florida, retired, uh, but a longtime activist in Democratic politics. We've got a great show, lots to talk about. We have legal things to talk about this evening. We have political things to talk about, and we have lawyers and non-lawyers here to talk about it. And again, we look for your phone numbers at 1-800-723-8029. And this is something new that I want to keep promoting throughout the show. If you want to offer a comment, you can also tweet it to me. Not, not tweet it to me. I guess exit to me at Dumo, at D-U-M-O, D-U-M-O. That is my uh, uh, title on uh, on X, which is now obviously uh, used to be Twitter. Anyway, uh, we're going to run that throughout the show uh, to get more participation, as well as your phone calls. We do this program from just outside Chicago, W-I-N-D, uh, The Answer, which is the Salem Station in Chicago. And again, that's uh, where we're doing this program just to Actually, a few miles from O'Hare Airport, if you've uh, been to Chicago and taken that uh, an airline out of O'Hare, which is probably half of America. Um, we begin tonight with Robert Holbert. Robert Holbert, uh, we have three guests this evening who are making their first appearance on this program. And Robert Holbert, you are one. You are an attorney. You are a pro-Trump Republican. And so I'm going to begin with you by asking uh, the question of, of the legal things that took place last week both involving President Trump and both involving Joe Biden or Hunter Biden. As a lawyer, what is the thing that disturbs you the most, if anything? Well, I, th- I think I'm disturbed by Jack Smith's indictment in the way that he characterizes the uh, 2020 election and particularly the Electoral Count Act. I mean, if you look at the indictment, he repeatedly says that Mike Pence is the president of the Senate had a purely ceremonial role. Uh, That's inaccurate. I mean, if you look at the Electoral Count Act, in the normal situation, yes, largely the vice president would read the electoral votes. He would ask if there's any objection and that being an objection, okay, those votes will be counted. But the Electoral Count Act, and Jack Smith just doesn't even address this, has a provision that provides what happens if there's more than one set of electors. And at that, in that instance, the vice president has to determine whether there's a question. And if there's a question, mm-hmm. then he will arguably have to make the determination. Just, as to, just, to, the clar- just to clarify your position for the rest of the program, then I'm assuming based on what you have just said, you believe that Vice President Pence had the ability to do more than what he did on January 6th. Well, if you look at the indictment, there's... It talks about this conversation, these repeated conversations between President Trump and Vice President Pence. Yeah, but what do you? But what, what do you think? I mean, what do you think? I think that if he was presented with an alternate slate of electors, and, and, and let me give you an example. Let's just say that in Illinois, uh, Trump won. All right, mm-hmm. but Governor Pritzker said, "Not on my watch. I'm not going to certify these electors. I think there was." massive vote fraud. So therefore, I'm going to certify Biden's electors. I'm going to send that list to the Secretary of State as Mm -hmm. the Constitution provides. Now, in that circumstance, and and, and Trump responded by saying, uh, 
No, we're, okay. we need to get our own slate of electricity. Bob, I'm going to interrupt just because I sure. want to make sure that we're getting both sides uh, concurrent. So let, I, I want to turn to our other attorney who's with us this evening, and that's Patrick Tewitt, who joins us uh, from his home in West Palm Beach, Florida. Uh, Patrick, nice to have you with us. Uh, what What is your answer to the question of, of all the legal things that happened last week? As an attorney, what is the most disturbing thing to you, either involving President Trump or uh, Joe Biden or Hunter Biden? Well, I'm, I'm not disturbed by the indictment. Clearly, I don't think there was a separate set of, of electors. Uh, there was one set that was sent. Uh, the others were fakes. Uh, there were no certifications by any governors in the country saying these are different electors uh, were, were challenging the electorate. There were none. Uh, Pence had one job, and that was to open the ballots, read them, count them, and declare the winner. Uh, the other thing, uh, it really didn't disturb anything with Hunter. I think Hunter's blown out of proportion. Uh, I've been practicing, I had been practicing 50 years. I've never seen anybody indicted for failing to pay their taxes on time. They get sued, they get fined, they get penalties. Uh, but yet he's going to plead guilty to two counts of failing to pay his taxes on time. And uh, it blew up. And, and okay. uh, people said it's a sweetheart deal. I want to move. And, and that just uh, me to Pat, make more out of. Pat, I want to. I want. I want to move from from this legal discussion, which we can come back to. But I also want to bring in Lashawn Ford, uh, state representative, again making his first appearance in this program. Lashawn, from your perspective, with the constituents that you deal with on a daily basis, uh, are they talking about these issues at all? Of course. I mean, I think my constituents they want to. A fair um, election. Um, my constituents want an honorable um, president in the White House, um, and my constituents, I believe, they want a fair trial for um, the former president. And so, there are concerns about um, the justice system in parts of my um, constituency base mm -hmm. because, of course, the justice system hasn't always been fair right. to some yeah. people that look like you and you and your constituents we should mention for those listening around the country on radio you're african-american uh there are many within the african-american community they've been arguing about a two-tier justice system for you know 100 years right and i think that part of the constituents especially the black um, community they say let's see what happens let's see if the former president gets a fair trial charles lipson to you uh the most significant thing uh, last week to you on either side of the aisle here? I sort of feel like Mikey in that old cereal commercial who's not satisfied with any of the uh, the cereals that put before him. I'm very concerned, actually, uh, about a number of the Trump indictments, some of which I think are quite serious, some of which, like the one uh, uh, that Alvin Bragg brought in New York earlier, uh, uh, seem to me to be not just frivolous, but uh, actually helped Trump. I think Trump's most vulnerable on keeping the documents and um, and in effect hiding them from both the government and his, his uh, lawyer. I think that uh, the Biden situation is actually much more serious uh, than uh, Patrick Tewitt uh, thinks because I think what was going on was a family grift and it was all built around an incumbent vice president. Patrick, a uh, response to that? Well, uh, I don't mind them looking 
and I'm, I'm glad they appointed a special counsel. The Republicans asked for it. Now they're complaining about it. But uh, see if they can find a grip. I don't think there is one. Uh, if there is one, they should find it. Okay, uh, we're going to pause right now. 1-800-723-8289. That's the phone number. If you want to uh, send something to me, uh, I guess by tweet. I guess by X is the way to do it now. Uh, at Dumo, at D-U-M-O. 1-800-723-8289 is the phone number. We've got uh, all, all sides of the discussion uh, in the body politic this week, and we'd like to hear from you. Uh, 1-800-723-8289. With each of these indictments that comes down, is there anybody out there whose opinion has changed? If you're pro-Trump, are you still pro-Trump? If you're anti-Trump, are you going to give them a break on anything? Back shortly from Chicago. At Jersey Mike's, you can elevate any sub by getting the juice. Red wine vinegar and an olive oil blend. It's how a Jersey Mike sub gets its exquisite zing and how bites get boosted. The juice adds a certain something extra, an exclamation on top of the freshly sliced meats and toppings, the kind of exclamation you can eat. Order Jersey Mike's subs on our mobile app and get delivery right to your home or pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike's sub location. Jersey Mike's, be a sub above. Going back to school as a working adult doesn't mean you have to sacrifice a high-quality education. Purdue University, a top 10 public university, took its innovative thinking to a new level when it created Purdue University Global for working adults. Discover innovative, practical ways to earn your degree online and advance your career. Purdue Global has already awarded more than 1 million credits for prior learning, which means you can save nearly half the cost of your bachelor's. See how close you are to finishing your degree at purdueglobal.edu. That's purdueglobal.edu. It's a bully, but we aren't afraid of a fight. It's elusive, but our focus never fades. It's deadly, but we were born to defeat cancer.
Bruce Dumont back on Beyond the Beltway. And again, uh, uh, there, there, there's so much that we are going to be talking about tonight. Uh, hopefully we're not going to talk about it every single Sunday night between now and next November, but it's possible because at this moment, for the first time in American history, we are not only going to go to the polls to select a president, uh, we may be going to the polls to select whether or not we want a political leader to go to prison or not to go to prison. And uh, a question to you on a, on a, on a political point, uh, Charles, to you, because of everything that is being done involving Joe Biden, the talk of impeachment in the House, just the talk at the moment, and because of now a special prosecutor in the Hunter Biden case, have we reached a point yet where the political problems and the legal problems of the Biden family are almost as bad as the legal problems of Trump? Or are Trump's problems still light years ahead of Biden's? Your opinion? I think Trump has worse problems unless there can be proven a direct uh, connection between Biden and the payments that came into his family. But both have serious problems. There's a stench of corruption uh, surrounding uh, the payments that went into the Bidens. Because remember, we don't have any indication of anything they did to earn what looks like between 30 and 40 million dollars, which went um, uh, to a whole lot of different family members through a web of LLCs, which were designed to hide where the money came from and where it went. Trump has a lot of problems, and to the ex but uh, the key here, uh, and I think it's already come up in comments, is if those issues look as if they are part of a biased justice system, that he's not uh, being charged or treated in a fair way, then uh, then I think. Who knows whether it benefits him, but it divides the country. LaShawn Ford, to you as as our, a Democrat, do the, do the charges and the, and the public utterances of the Republicans, do they raise a level of suspicion about Joe Biden and his son, Hunter? I mean, I think that Democrats want justice regardless to whether it's a Democrat or a Republican that's being investigated. And so Democrats, if... The son is guilty. I think that um, American Democrats want to know. Patrick, do you can agree with that? Do you agree with that? Just what you can in a moment, yeah. but I want to get Patrick's response okay. to that. Uh, Patrick, what what in in what is your answer to that question? Are you suspicious about what has been said and alleged about Hunter Biden and his relationship, real or imagined, with his father? No, I don't think, I think there's an imagination here that Joe Biden was, was profiting by his son's dealings. I think that it's historically people uh, try to make money off of a famous family member. Uh, we can go back to uh, how many years of Roosevelt's and, and, uh, and Nixon's brother and Billy Carter and, and, and down the line. Uh, but until they can tie Joe Biden to it, you've got a rogue son who turned out to be a junkie uh, who has problems, and they ought to dig out those problems. And until they find somebody who says, yeah, Joe Biden received money from these deals, uh, I, I don't think there's anything there. 
and I don't think it would change many people's votes, but I don't think they ought to stop looking. I, okay. I think that as President of the United States, they should look. Okay. Charles, to you. You were going to uh, make a, you were gonna uh, make a LeSean, point. LaShawn, no, I, would, I was really going to ask a question of LaShawn. Go ahead. Uh, uh, building on your question, Bruce, uh, there have been polls that have shown uh, that Biden's support within the black community has dropped actually quite significantly. Of course, it's still well above 50 percent, but that it's it's well below what it was going into the last election. And I wonder if, if uh, you had sort of seen that on the ground in your own district. Yeah. Yeah. Professor, you know, Biden was not very popular when he won the previous election, he somehow um, became more popular when he got the support of the congressperson and he named um, the vice president to be his, um, Kamala to be his vice president. And, you know, mm-hmm. and so Biden hasn't really been very popular in the black community. You remember, he did have the um, crime act. And so that was something that um, the black community was concerned about. So the polling numbers will probably still struggle, but at the end of the day, I think that um, the Democrats and the black Democrats will probably come home to the best party and vote for a Democrat. Mm-hmm. Robert, back to you getting back to a core issue here. What is the absolute question that that needs to be answered so that people can really understand what Donald Trump did? Did he or did he not believe that he had been reelected president? Well, I absolutely think he believed he was reelected president. If you look at the data, I mean, there was a lawsuit filed by um, the state of Texas, Texas versus Pennsylvania, in mm-hmm. which the attorney general laid out all of the different allegations of vote fraud that were in voting irregularities that took place in Texas, Georgia, Pennsylvania, and, and Wisconsin. And, um, you know, if the, in 20 attorney general signed off on that, so are they all co-conspirators along with president Trump? I, I don't, I don't think that that's the case. So the, lawyers, the, the lawyers, which have been described, uh, by some as, as crackpot <clears throat> lawyers. I think Mike Pence described him as some of the crackpot lawyers that were, that were whispering in his ear, Trump's ear, uh, that the vice president had more power constitutionally than he thought he had, the vice president thought he had. Uh, so Donald Trump was not being seduced by these lawyers. He just, he, he really believed that he, or couldn't believe that he lost. I think that, I think he believed, certainly believed that he won the election. I don't, I haven't seen any evidence that he knew that he lost or that, or, and, and again, if you have, uh, and look, that lawsuit laid it out, the Texas lawsuit, that there were enough questionable votes in each of those these states that it could have swung it the other way. So, um, yeah, I don't believe that there's there's evidence that Donald Trump knew that he lost it or that or that Vice President Pence didn't have the power to at least had he been presented. If he if he believed if he really believed. And by the way, this is my two cents worth. I think psychologically. Donald Trump cannot and could not accept the fact that he lost. Now, to me, that's a, that's a psychological failing. I mean, it's a personality trait. He just can't do it. Other people can. Other presidential candidates have done it. But he just can't constitutionally. No, I don't want to use the word constitutionally. <laughs> he just can't in his gut believe 
that he lost to Joe Biden. And so my question to you is that 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 gets into the psychological uh, strength and stability of Donald Trump, doesn't it? No, because look, number one, every election that a Republican has won in this century has been contested by by the Democratic Party. Um, and so with respect to, I mean, like, like you said, I believe that he believed that he won the election. And there was data that arguably supported his belief uh, at, at the time. But no, no judge confirmed that. In the court cases no. that, that you guys went to trial on, there wasn't a judge, and I think there were like 60 attempts to get some judge somewhere to, to give them a little, you know, breathing room, a little, a little light on their case, and nobody did it. Well, the, the president's team did win a few of those suits, but on minor issues, for instance, whether the, the polls, when the polls had to close and votes that came in, how late could votes be counted? But the big one, getting a judge to overturn the election, that's, that's a real tough, tough one for a judge. The judge is going to say, that's the legislature's job. That's the electoral college's Patrick, job. Yeah, Patrick, in, 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 go ahead, Patrick. Well, I'm just saying that. We can't have a system where the losing party is the sole arbiter of whether the election was stolen or rigged. It's got to be done by an independent body, a court. And Trump decided, I'm saying it was rigged, and you've got to believe me, and no proof at all. Even Giuliani said in Arizona, we don't have any proof. We just have theories. Uh, judge after judge and court after court ruled that any irregularities were minor that we're not going to throw out all the votes in this state because uh, there might have been a few counted after the deadline or a few that came in with a postmark too late that would not have affected the election. The lawsuit that Robert talks about was a state attorney general in one state trying to determine um, uh, the outcome in, in other states. And they said it was even everybody that looked at it said it's dead in the water. And we're going anywhere with that. If I may, uh, I mean, you can't have it. I, 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 I want to I want to kind of change the subject here, and I'm gonna I'm gonna set up the the question and let everybody sort of respond to it when we come back. But again, this now so this is now switching gears to the special counsel uh, that has been called upon by the Attorney General Robert Weiss uh, to 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 look into the charges against Hunter Biden. Uh, this is a guy that's been looking into this case for quite some time. He's the guy that negotiated uh, the plea deal. Uh, which a judge did not approve. So my question is, of, of all the people that could have been out there to be appointed as a special <laughs> counsel, does it, um, what do you think about the selection of Weiss as the guy? He is the only guy that now can look into this. I want to get everybody's response, both our Republicans and Democrats, is, uh, is he the right guy to get to the bottom of the Hunter Biden case, or is he is he possibly complicit, and he's part of the problem, not part of the solution? I'm Bruce Dumont. One eight hundred seven two three eighty two eighty nine, or send me a comment at Dumo at Dumo. I'm Bruce Dumont. Don't go away. Bye, bench press. Adios, squat rack. Fare thee well, kettlebell. Hey, Kellen, need a spot? 
No, Jake from State Farm. I'm just saying goodbye to my pricey gym membership. What? Don't give up what you love. State Farm has options like insuring your home and ride with great rates on both. Nice. Hey, can I buy you a protein shake or a granola bar? Or... For surprisingly great rates, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. Going back to school as a working adult doesn't mean you have to sacrifice a high-quality education. Purdue University, a top 10 public university, took its innovative thinking to a new level when it created Purdue University Global for working adults. Discover innovative, practical ways to earn your degree online and advance your career. Purdue Global has already awarded more than 1 million credits for prior learning, which means you can save nearly half the cost of your bachelor's. See how close you are to finishing your degree at purdueglobal.edu. That's purdueglobal.edu. This is the story of a very special woman. In a matter of seconds, she turned herself into a great mathematician or an entrepreneur. Her knowledge was limitless and still is. She could also make monsters disappear, especially those that lurked in the shadows under the bed. Once, this woman put back together a teenage girl's broken heart, which had been shattered in a thousand pieces just by giving her a bear hug. She masqueraded as a regular person at work, but as a superhero at home. Everyone knows her as Gabriella. I still call her mom. Your hero needs you now, and AARP is here to help. Find the care guides you need to help, complete with tips and resources, at aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. When it comes to vaping, the truth can get clouded. So let's make it clear. Vaping is not safe for kids, teens, or young adults. It's just not. Because vaping can put microscopic particles into your lungs. And dangerous things like metals and volatile organic compounds into your body. And nicotine, the same highly addictive substance found in regular cigarettes. Nicotine can harm a person's brain development through their mid-20s. Affecting learning, memory, attention, and impulse control. And priming the brain for other addictions. Vaping products also come in kid-friendly flavors that can make them appealing to youth. And many kids also use other drugs, like marijuana, in vaping devices. With appealing flavors, high nicotine levels, and lots of promotion on social media. Many kids think vaping is harmless, but it's not. So talk to your kids about the risks of vaping. Because when you talk, they hear you. For more information, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Bruce Dumont back on Beyond the Beltway. Thanks very much. This is the part of the program where we let each guest take a moment to introduce themselves. And we're going to begin uh, with our Zoom guests. Let's go to Robert. Uh, I'm sorry. No, let's go to Charles Lipson, who's our veteran. Show them how to do it, Charles. 20 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I'm an emeritus professor at the University of Chicago. Emeritus means that I'm great with merit. Uh, I specialize mostly in international politics, but I love being on with Bruce. Uh, and I'm very not only interested in public affairs, as you can tell from this program, right. but I write op-eds, and I'll have one coming yeah. out, I think, tomorrow in Real Clear Politics. Right. You are, you are a prodigious writer. Uh, Patrick Tewitt, uh, give us about 20 seconds uh, background on, on who you are. Well, I started out um, graduating University of Illinois Law School. 
and was a prosecutor for seven years and chief of the criminal division of the state's attorney's office uh, and left to go into private practice and defense practice in 1969 and uh, retired in 2010. And uh, living in New York and Florida, I'm in New York right now, mm -hmm. getting out of that heat in, uh, in Florida. Okay. And uh, around my LaShawn Ford, let's uh, take uh, 25 seconds to tell everybody who you are other than a state representative uh, in Illinois. Yeah, I'm um, a real estate broker and I'm a former Chicago public school teacher and a graduate of Loyola University, a father of a 19-year-old daughter that's a rising sophomore at Howard University in the School of Education. Mm -hmm. Okay, and also uh, Robert Holman making his first appearance. Bob, but your background? I'm an attorney uh, practicing in Chicago, specializing in litigation, uh, largely constitutional law, police allegations of police misconduct, uh, sexual discrimination. Uh, I live in Mount Prospect with my wife, uh, Elizabeth, and my two daughters, uh, Colleen and Emily, who both attend uh, CLA in Arlington Heights. And you're a pro-Trumper. You've been for Donald Trump <laughs> since the moment he came down the elevator, basically. Uh, yes, I would say that. Mm -hmm. I think you spoke common sense to the American people that other candidates weren't weren't speaking about. I mean, people were disgusted with the fact that so many of jobs were being sent overseas and uh, good-paying American jobs. And the few American jobs that remained here, they were bringing over uh, third-world labor to do them. And is, so I think that is there anything he has said or done since you have been a fan of his that has made you question whether or not your support of him is a good idea? I wouldn't say that. Look, I don't necessarily agree with everything that he does. And look, mm -hmm. as we talked about earlier, like Patrick brought up the, the lawsuit. I mean, the question in the indictments here is whether or not Donald Trump believed that he lost the election. And to say that there's uh, not whether he was actually going to win in the Electoral College. Right. And as we talked about, there was, a, there was enormous amounts of evidence of uh, signature requirements not being observed in the election, uh, absentee ballots without addresses in Wayne County, Detroit. There were more ballots cast than there were people who, re who actually went to the polling place, more votes. So there was a number of, there was a significant amount of evidence. Again, would he have won in the Electoral College if the objections were allowed to play out? Probably not. But the question so, for the indictments is, did he believe that he, uh, did he falsely say that he lost the election? Let me ask process? you this question. Do you believe that Donald Trump was elected president of the United States? Do I believe he was in 2016? No, no, no. 2020. In, in, in the race that we're talking about this evening, uh, you're a pro-Trump Republican. Mm -hmm. You'd like to see him get the nomination again. But in your heart... Do you believe he won or lost in 2020? Well, it's, a, it's a good question because of the ballots that were counted, he lost. How many of those ballots should have been counted is another question. And there's no, is really no way to, to determine if ballots should not have been counted because they were not, like for instance, in Wisconsin, you have strict requirements that they don't allow ballot drop boxes. It's just, it, it's mm -hmm. illegal. Yet they, the courts allowed that. So how many of those votes uh, those votes could have made the difference in the election, but there's just no way to tell how many went for, okay. for Trump and went for Biden. Patrick, question to you. I asked this before the break. Of all the people that could have been appointed as a special counsel for Hunter Biden to try to clear this issue up, was the selection of uh, the U.S. attorney in Delaware, David Weiss. I think I mispronounced his name in hour number one uh, in the last segment. David Weiss, was, was he the best choice for this job? 
we need to turn your microphone. Yeah, go ahead. The Republicans asked that Weiss be made special counsel. They wrote a letter to a group of Republicans, I don't know if it was 30 or 40 from the Times today, um, asked that he be made special counsel because there was a question, could he bring charges in California? And there was a whistleblower that said we were being held back because we couldn't uh, bring charges in California. And now they made a special counsel and he can. Uh, there are a lot of good lawyers out there that could be special counsel. I don't think there's anything wrong with Weiss changing from from becoming special counsel and having more powers. Let him get to the bottom of all of it. Give him all the power he can have. Let's get the legal response. Uh, Robert, is was, was he the best choice for special counsel? No, I don't think so. I mean, look, he, he was the one who provided Hunter Biden with the sweeping immunity that the judge uh, rejected. Uh, he um, allowed the statute of limitations to run on the most severe tax cases, which made no sense because Biden's lawyers were voluntarily giving him extensions. And for whatever reason, he just chose not to do that. So, no, I do not think he's the, the best choice. He's been hey, he's had the case for five years. Charles, a question to you. Uh, was he the best choice? And, and the, the choice of him, what political signal does that send to you? I don't think he was the best choice, but I must say that they had painted themselves into a corner because if they had picked someone else, uh, Republicans would have charged that this was delaying the investigation. Uh, it's absolutely correct uh, that he slow walked the criminal investigation for years, allowed the statute of limitations to expire on key charges, let Hunter Biden escape from taxes he actually owed on foreign income, proposed to give him an unprecedented sweetheart deal, avoided prosecuting Hunter for re failing to register as a foreign agent, told uh, his assistant, key assistant, told IRS investigators they would not pursue any leads, however credible that might lead to the big guy. This is a long list of problems, and it looks like Weiss was burying the investigation rather than pursuing it aggressively. All right, LaShawn Ford, your response. Well, I know, he, I think he was a President Trump's appointee, so wasn't he? Well, uh, well, technically, yes, but I think we have to keep in mind that the appointment of U.S. attorneys, traditionally, all sides, parties, traditionally, uh, there's an agreement between the United States senators, senators in that district, and they, they have to agree on someone, and then they send it to the And the, the two Democrats did. And the two Democrats did. And so uh, uh, Trump, do you think anything, anything unusual about that? With the fact uh, that because because I, I mean I, I, to say that he was appointed by Trump was he technically appointed by Trump yes was he appointed by Trump because he was a longtime activist in the in the Delaware Republican Party that's not no. true no and it's just like look uh, Son, Sonia Sotomayor was appointed to the district court by George Herbert Walker Bush yeah for the same reasons you're saying you have to have two traditionally you have to have two right. senators agree. Okay. So. We've got a caller on the line. Let's go to Robert. He's listening to us all the way in Carmel, California. Robert, go ahead. You're on Beyond the Beltway. Hello. Robert, are you there? Well, Robert wanted to ask about whether or not we can avoid an ongoing investigation. Uh, Charles, you know politics. You know the, 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 uh, the waters in which we're swimming right now. Is there any way for investigations on the in the House or Senate? Uh, will they be completed and will they be satisfactory 
uh, to most Americans uh, when the investigations are over? No and no. They won't be completed and they won't be uh, satisfactory to most people, I think. Uh, the one reason the Republicans might go to an impeachment inquiry, not an impeachment, is that it gives them special rights to gain uh, uh, documents from the executive branch that the executive branch would not turn over to them otherwise. Uh, as for Weiss, I think what he'll do is he'll bring these charges in California and in D.C. They'll get out of Delaware where they uh, met a troublesome judge who wanted to know what the agreement actually covered. Seems like a reasonable question. And now they've said they should never have brought the case in Delaware. Uh, so he'll bring those two cases. But after, but I think after that, he'll just try to, he'll put everything in a black hole until after the election. Robert, do you agree with that? Well, one thing that's disturbing is the fact that the mandate, as far as I can, I can tell, the mandate for the special counsel does not extend to uh, President Biden. So we're not going to get answers to those those questions. It's going to it's going to focus on Hunter, and I do think they'll he'll continue. I do think he'll continue to slow. Walking. But do you think also just from a practical standpoint? Again, I'm talking about just the average American who isn't necessarily you know, politically astute, but they, you know, they live their lives every day. That's the vast majority of people who vote, who determine elections. When they hear an, an, another imp attempt for impeachment, I mean, why would you go ahead with an impeachment of a president who's going to be up for re-election in, in a little over a year? Be because uh, the uh, special counsel is not investigating Hunter, uh, Joe Biden. That's why, because this is something that the, an impeachment inquiry will allow that investigation that it doesn't appear that the special counsel is going to do. So Republicans would push it because they want to further dirty up Joe Biden because of his association with the son or alleged association with the son? Well, I don't know if they want to dirty him up. They want to find out whether or not he was in the extent to which he was involved in his son's business dealings. I mean, look, you have that WhatsApp um, conversation uh, text we're going to come we're going to come back up. i want to talk more about that and also we will be talking about other issues as the program unfolds this evening and our our caller from carmel california is back on the phone so we will hear from him i'm bruce dumont from coast to coast and border to border around the world at beyond the beltway every sunday night don't go away Going back to school as a working adult doesn't mean you have to sacrifice a high-quality education. Purdue University, a top 10 public university, took its innovative thinking to a new level when it created Purdue University Global for working adults. Discover innovative, practical ways to earn your degree online and advance your career. Purdue Global has already awarded more than 1 million credits for prior learning, which means you can save nearly half the cost of your bachelor's. See how close you are to finishing your degree at purdueglobal.edu. That's purdueglobal.edu. At Jersey Mike's, you can elevate any sub by getting the juice. Red wine vinegar and an olive oil blend. It's how a Jersey Mike sub gets its exquisite zing and how bites get boosted. The juice adds a certain something extra, an exclamation on top of the freshly sliced meats and toppings, a kind of exclamation you can eat. Order Jersey Mike's subs on our mobile app and get delivery right to your home or pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike's sub location. Jersey Mike's, be a sub above. I'll be here to hear what's on your mind. 
Kids want to share what's going on in their lives with the adults around them. Parents, grandparents, teachers, coaches, and more. They want to know you're listening, and they want to listen to you. They want your input and guidance early and often on all kinds of topics. When it comes to a serious subject like underage drinking, they want to know your expectations, as well as how and why, as a young person, they should avoid alcohol. How you talk about it will change as your child grows, but the important thing is to talk about it, not just once for an hour when you think the time is right, but in 60 one-minute conversations and more that are part of your everyday talks. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. One in three adults has pre-diabetes. One in three—that means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man, you, your dog walker. Your cat jogger. While one in three adults has pre-diabetes, with early diagnosis, pre-diabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Wait, did they just say one in three adults has pre-diabetes? That's thirty-three point three 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 percent of adults. That means it could be me, my boss, or my boss's boss, or me, my favorite sister, or my other sister. That's seven members of my twenty-one person romantic book club. <gasps> Wait, the one in three could be me, my karaoke partner Carol, or ugh, my karaoke enemy Jeff. I'm gonna take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Bruce, we went back. Before we go back to calls or two calls, I want to ask uh, uh, Patrick Tuitt to uh, offer your opinion because. Uh, the other name that is being mentioned here is the special counsel, who is Jack Smith. He's the one that's been working on the Trump case, specifically uh, the January sixth case. And uh, a lot of people, at least many Republicans, have offered some question as to the, the viability and the credibility of, of Jack Smith, uh, because I guess he is he has been overturned on a number of cases throughout his career. I mean, is there anything suspect about Jack Smith, in your opinion, Patrick? Not, not that I know of. You know, people get get reversed. Um, a good prosecutor uh, will get reversed. I've been reversed. Uh, you get zealous. You do that. I don't think that uh, there's anything in his background that says he's less um, uh, capable or less honorable. And uh, and I think that uh, his choice was was a good choice. He's a very aggressive prosecutor who has no. Partisanship at all. He doesn't. He couldn't care less. I've been around uh, long-time prosecutors, career prosecutors. They could care less who's running for office, who their boss is. They go after the facts. They go after the evidence, and they decide. And if there wasn't anything there, he wouldn't indict him. Robert, he what's your what, something there? Robert, what's your opinion of Jack Smith? Well, I think his indictment is is outrageous. And I, as I, what about up, him? What about him as a person? I don't know much about him as a person. I can only go by by his indictment and his indictment. I just still can't believe that he didn't even address the issue of the fact that the Electoral Count Act, which he bases his uh, indictment on, so you think the evidence is flimsy, but you're you're, you're not questioning his integrity. 
Well, I'm not going to, I don't know the man. I'm not going to question his, but I do find it well, odd Donald that he Trump, doesn't address. Donald Trump, Donald Trump doesn't know the man, but he says that he's mentally ill, that uh, he's a wacko. I mean, and again, as, as someone, again, you're, you're supportive of Donald Trump. And obviously we now have judges involved that are basically sending a warning to Donald Trump. Kind of what, what watch your mouth as, as you run for president. We're letting you run for, pre or you're running for president. We understand that you have you have things that you want to say, but maybe there are some limits to your First Amendment rights because of where you are. Is that is that a fair assessment of, of his predicament at the moment? That he can't just keep going off and say, if you come after me, I'm going to go after you. And I mean, he, he can't suggest to his uh, followers that they intimidate that judge or that prosecutor can they well i agree with that but at the same time he does have his first amendment right to comment on the indictment about on jack smith just like jack smith had the the right to okay. call a press conference in which he laid out his biased view of what happened in, in 2020 so to call him a to call him a wacko is okay i mean well, he's he's I'm not in his shoes. I'm not being indicted for a, for a, a politicized crime. I'm not in, so I can understand why the president would be very. What about a judge? What what about a what about a judge? What, what, I mean, he's made comments about judges as well in the past. So I mean, is that is the are any of those things in this context threatening to the criminal justice system in your mind? Well, I don't know that he's ever said anything. It's not like Chuck Schumer where he told. Kavanaugh and Gorsuch to watch their back. I mean, I don't think, or look, keep their eye over their shoulder. I don't think I've ever heard the president, President Trump, say anything like that about okay. a judge. I know he was yeah, the judges who are on his cases. He's had comments about, but again, he's being he's he's being prosecuted. Mm -hmm. I can see why he would have opinions yeah. on that. If the election were held tomorrow, uh, Lashawn, who would win the presidential race? Um, Joe Biden. I got to disagree with that. Yes. I mean, you look okay. at the you look at the numbers. I mean, even okay. in the African American community, Biden's only got fifty nine percent of the recent polls. Yeah. If that holds, well, there's no way that, that Biden, uh, Biden can win. It's not, it's not going to happen. Let's go back to Robert, who <laughs> hopefully is standing by his phone in Carmel, California. Robert, are you there? It's actually it's a, yeah, I am here. It's actually Carmichael, but that's all right. What did <laughs> I say? What did I say? My, my, you say Carmel. Oh, I meant Carmichael. I meant Carmichael. Outside, outside of Sacramento. Okay, good. Hey, uh, two, two things, if you don't mind. First off, Robert, great, uh, great name, great mind. <laughs> I, I like what you're saying. Hey, what my question was was that uh, now that uh, the DOJ has a special counsel, when Congress is calling forth uh, the um, head of DOJ for, or the prosecutor for as, as a witness uh, to testify, uh, now he can say. Oh, I'm sorry. This is a uh, ongoing investigation. I cannot comment instead of being able to be backed up to a wall and have to give comment. This is an escape for him, is it not? So is is, is the question about uh, with respect to uh, David Weiss? What yeah, I don't. I don't think we're Robert. I don't think we're following your question. So restate it, if you will. Well, well, now now that. Uh, uh, we have a, a special counsel instead of a prosecution um, as, as Congress calls the uh, DOJ forward as witness against Trump. They can now say, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I apologize against Biden. Um, they now say, oh, no, 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 uh, we, we, uh, this is an ongoing investigation and we cannot comment. 
So Congress can't pull any information out of the out of the DOJ witnesses. Or am I misunderstanding? So, so with with respect to the DOJ witnesses uh, and the, on the Hunter Biden case, are we talking about? Yes, yes. Uh, my apologies. Yes, it's it's an interesting interesting point that the that uh, special counsel may uh, object to him testifying or any of his witnesses testifying. That's in an impeachment inquiry. Okay, Robert, are you there? Are you on? He's gone. Uh, Charles Lipson, uh, to you uh, from a from a political standpoint here. Uh, are we just going to continue? Uh, to have uh, these discussions in the national uh, debate uh, between now, uh, or is uh, every couple of weeks are we going to get another uh, shoe to fall? I think both are going to happen. That is, I think these debates will happen. There'll be new events. But I should make one fundamental point, Quickly. which is that voters look ahead for their vote. They don't look backwards. And I'm I, I'm sure LaShawn will tell you. People want to know what you're going to do, not just what you did. Mm-hmm. Okay, I want to I want to follow up on that, and uh, we're going to change gears, talk about a variety of other issues uh, in the second hour. And again, uh, Robert uh, bopped off the phone, uh, Robert Carmichael from Carmel, California. But I want to ask the question: Anybody from California listening to the program this evening? Uh, Republicans are trying to convince Steve Garvey, the baseball great, to run for the United States Senate. Is that a good idea or a bad idea? Another rookie to the polls. I'm Bruce Dumont, back shortly. Going back to school as a working adult doesn't mean you have to sacrifice a high-quality education. Purdue University, a top 10 public university, took its innovative thinking to a new level when it created Purdue University Global for working adults. Discover innovative, practical ways to earn your degree online and advance your career. Purdue Global has already awarded more than 1 million credits for prior learning, which means you can save nearly half the cost of your bachelor's. See how close you are to finishing your degree at purdueglobal.edu. That's purdueglobal.edu. Goodbye, bench press. Adios, squat rack. Fare thee well, kettlebell. Hey, Kellen, need a spot? No, Jake from State Farm. I'm just saying goodbye to my pricey gym membership. What? Don't give up what you love. State Farm has options like insuring your home and ride with great rates on both. Nice. Hey, can I buy you a protein shake or a granola bar? For surprisingly great rates, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. At Jersey Mike's, you can elevate any sub by getting the juice. Red wine, vinegar, and an olive oil blend. It's how a Jersey Mike sub gets its exquisite zing and how bites get boosted. The juice adds a certain something extra, an exclamation on top of the freshly sliced meats and toppings, the kind of exclamation you can eat. Order Jersey Mike subs on our mobile app and get delivery right to your home or pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike sub location. Jersey Mike's, be a sub above. Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling on it. The dad joke. Corny, groan-worthy, but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son. <laughs> so take a moment to make your kid laugh, because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Matthew. Oh, oh sorry. It's okay. I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. 
I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. All the talks we've had over the years, including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, they really do make a difference, especially at times that matter most. Hey, want a drink? No thanks, I'm good. So thank you, Dad, for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thanks, Mom, for never giving up and always being my biggest fan. Thank you for letting me know what you expect so I can try to meet your expectations. Thank you for talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. Bruce Dumont back, and we're going to continue in hour number two. We're going to be talking more about uh, politics and a few other issues, but uh, I want to begin with uh, just kind of a, a button-up issue uh, that's basically related to Republicans, and I want to ask uh, Robert Hoban, who is here. Uh, President Trump has not yet said whether he's going to be on the debate stage on August uh, 23rd on Fox, and he also has refused to sign the RNC uh, pledge, uh, which they've asked of all the other candidates, who, and they all have signed it or will sign it, and that is that they will support the, uh, the nominee of the Republican Party. Um, does Donald Trump have to be at that debate, first of all, in your opinion? No, I don't. I think, um, what is he, up 30-plus points right mm -hmm. now? Right. I mean, I think his position should be, call me when you're within 20 points, and maybe I'll debate, but I don't see what he has to, to gain. Should and and his decision not to sign a pledge to support the Republican nominee is that a good idea? I, I'm not going to hold that against him. I mean, look, if someone like Chris Christie, who Rand Paul in the prior debates said, "Look, if you want World War III, this is your candidate," uh, would he's completely diametrically opposed to just about everything Trump stands for in foreign policy. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I don't I don't see why he would necessarily say I'm going to just blindly support the Republican nominee. Charles, like what about it? Is, is that demand, uh, the, the pledge of the Republican Party, is that a, is that a good idea or a bad idea? I mean, someone I can, can always why. say they're going to support somebody and just change their mind. Of course, and I suspect they will, a lot of them, if Trump is the, the nominee. And, um, uh, yeah, I can see why the uh, Republican Party wants it, but... To be frank, there's hardly a Republican Party. Um, the uh, the parties have been hollowed out over the last 30 or so years, and uh, these primaries are really can um, issues involving the candidates themselves. Can they raise the money? Can they get out the votes? Mm -hmm. All the rest. And one of the things that we've seen is that the base electorate in each party is not necessarily uh, the same as the general election voter. Mm -hmm. Right. I want to go to uh, Patrick Tewitt. He lives uh, in Florida, although he joins us tonight from New York. I made a mistake on that. Uh, Patrick, um, you come from a state where uh, allegedly your governor is very, very popular. He was reelected by a wide margin. What is your assessment of Ron DeSantis as the governor of the state where you reside? Oh, I'm not, I'm not thrilled with him. I think that he is... Um, He's become a little dictator here. What he's done with Disney, what he did with the teachers, he threatened to fire them if they wore masks. 
Um, he threatened businesses if they if they required masks. He he downplayed the vaccines where hundreds of, or not hundreds but thousands of seniors were dying. Uh, I think he's a little martinet. Uh, I think he's toast now as a presidential candidate. He's he, he, I don't think he could win. Uh, he'll win. He could win Florida. Uh, I don't know if Scott can win Florida, uh, but I, I think DeSantis has got enough people. But he can't. I don't think. DeSantis could be a presidential candidate. Would any Seriously. other would any Republican other other Republican candidate win Florida? Either I assume you think that Trump would win Florida, uh, but is there a Democrat that you think Biden will win over a Republican in Florida? Not right now. Not, yeah. not right now. I don't. I okay. think the state is is red enough that uh, I don't think it'll change right. uh, between now and next November. Okay. Uh, Obama carried it twice, um, yeah. but uh, it's a change. It's a changed uh, dynamic in Florida. I want to I want to switch gears and, and talk about the Democratic Party. Uh, today, uh, a couple of weeks ago, we brought this up. Dean Phillips, who is a, a three-term congressman from Minnesota, brought up the fact that he thinks that somebody should challenge uh, Joe Biden. Uh, he sort of backed away as to whether he's the guy to do it. But again, he had a good uh, he had a good appearance on Meet the Press today. And uh, I want everybody to listen to what he had to say and uh, watch it if you're watching us on TV. Watch what he had to say. And uh, we begin with a question from uh, our good friend uh, Chuck Todd. Phillips, welcome to the press. Good to be with you. Chuck. If I sum this up right, you are not interested in being a candidate for president technically <clears throat> yourself right now, or are you? That's a fair statement. Okay. What, what I'm technically and legitimately doing is representing. I'm a representative, and I'm representing what I believe to be the majority of the country that wants to turn the page. Tired of the meanness and the fear-mongering of Donald Trump, I would like to see Joe Biden, and a, a wonderful and remarkable man, yeah. pass the torch, uh, cement this extraordinary legacy. You don't want him to run for re-election. I, be, I believe what's in the best interest of the country, and by the way, this is not how everybody thinks, but I do believe a majority wants to move on. I hear from way too many people. Now, this is, the news was that I was meeting with donors. The fact is, I listen to normal Americans every day, and my own feelings. And this the is fact all about is, age? This is, no, no, this is about how people feel. By the way, it's not about what's real all the time. It's about how people feel. People want to turn the page. Mm -hmm. I think that's fair to say. As a Democrat, I adore Joe Biden. He saved this country. He can cement his legacy. My real call to action right now is not about me. The call to action is to ask the president to pass the torch. There is an extraordinary bench, extraordinary bench of people ready to go, proximate, who, who would prepared, you like to see in positioned. This I would like to see a moderate governor, hopefully from the heartland, from one of the four states that Democrats will need. So particularly. let's see, Gretchen Whitmer, you'd like to see her, or is it Tim Walls, your home state governor, Tony Evers? Help me out here. You just said a few names I think would be great. Josh Shapiro. There are a number of people. J.B. Okay. Pritzker. Some okay, we come that. back, and uh, LaShawn Ford, uh, first of all, to the bigger question, is it time to turn the page? Well, you have to constantly turn the page, but you could actually turn the page with um, Joe Biden. I How mean, do you turn the page with Joe Biden? I mean, you keep moving forward with the progress that we've made in this country. I mean, Joe Biden, believe it or not, is a president that has helped Democrats and Republicans. He's continued to help America. How has he done that, in your view? Well, I mean, when you look at the economy, look at the unemployment rate, it's very low. That's Democrats and Republicans that's a part of the economy. That's great. 
Does his age bother you? That obviously, that is not what uh, Representative Phillips was referencing, but uh, that certainly is is the is the hidden answer to what he was talking about. Yeah, you know, I think um, Reagan had a fine answer about the age issue when he was on that debate stage with the, um, with the, I think, who was that that Reagan talked about? We're not going to make age. Right. But could it could also be that Ronald Reagan was a lot sharper than Joe Biden? Well, there's no doubt that um, Joe Biden has um, aged. Um, but I do know that Democrats have to stick together so that we can make sure that we support a Democrat to beat a Republican. Okay. E even if it's Cornell West. Cornell West would not run well in your district? Well, Cornell West would run as an independent. Yeah, but would he run well? Would he take votes from Joe Biden in the general election? I think he would. Yeah. Okay. How many votes can you lose and still win, and still win the election? You know, yeah, I think that um, Cornell West will take votes, but not enough to lose. Okay. Uh, Patrick, get to it back to you about the idea of turning the page. Can you give me a quick I, I answer? A, yes, I have a shocking prediction. He'll turn the page. I think Biden will win in 2024. After the midterms of 2026, he'll step down to make Kamala the president, and she, that'll be turning the page. And she'll run as an incumbent in 2028. Okay. See if that happens. All right. That's the new. <laughs> that's that's the big prediction on tonight's show so far. 1-800-723-8029. Back shortly from Chicago. We'll hear from our other guests on that point. Bye, bench press. Adios, squat rack. Fare thee well, kettlebell. Hey, Kellen, need a spot? No, Jake from State Farm. I'm just saying goodbye to my pricey gym membership. What? Don't give up what you love. State Farm has options like insuring your home and ride with great rates on both. Nice. Hey, can I buy you a protein shake or a granola bar? Or... For surprisingly great rates, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. Going back to school as a working adult doesn't mean you have to sacrifice a high-quality education. Purdue University, a top 10 public university, took its innovative thinking to a new level when it created Purdue University Global for working adults. Discover innovative, practical ways to earn your degree online and advance your career. Purdue Global has already awarded more than 1 million credits for prior learning, which means you can save nearly half the cost of your bachelor's. See how close you are to finishing your degree at purdueglobal.edu. That's purdueglobal.edu. It's a bully, but we aren't afraid of a fight. It's elusive, but our focus never fades. It's deadly, but we were born to defeat cancer. You may not have heard of us, but our work has helped millions impacted by cancer. We are the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. We are leaders in advancing breakthroughs in immunotherapy, genomics, and personalized medicine. This research saves lives. After 65 years of fighting blood cancers, we've arrived at a game-changing belief. The cures for cancer are in our blood. The drugs and treatments we've developed for blood cancers have helped people affected by many different types of cancers. We are the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Beating cancer is in our blood. Learn more at LLS.org. 
We all want our kids to grow up safe and healthy, so we show them how. And we tell them with honest conversations that let them know what we expect. Not just one time, but every chance we get. That's especially important when it comes to alcohol and other drugs. Kids not only need to know the dangers and how to avoid them, they need to hear it often from you. And when it comes to pain medications, opioids, they need to know that they should never be taken without a prescription and never shared with friends or family. It's dangerous and illegal. So talk with your kids and guide them through the challenges of growing up safe and healthy. Because when you talk, they hear you. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. Bruce back. we continue, and uh, let's go back to calls. Let's go to Arthur listening to us on KLBJ in Austin, Texas. Arthur, go ahead. Hey, guys. Can you all hear me okay? Yes, I can. Yes. Okay. I've got a question for all of y'all, and I, you know, I want to start out by saying I'm not a Trump supporter. I, uh, I support Vivek Ramaswamy uh-huh. because I think he's intellectually coherent and he's sharp yep. and, all, and mm-hmm. good, good communicator. And neither Biden nor Trump strike me as good communicators. They, they, they just talk nonsense. But I don't like intellectual dishonesty, so I'd like everyone on the panel to give me an intellectually honest answer to this question. If, if Gore in 2000, November 8, 2000, if Vice, uh, at the time Vice President Gore, but Al Gore conceded the election to Bush on election night, which he did, and that means he knew he lost, but then he turned around and contested the election. So he was trying to overturn an election. He knew he lost. And 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 if that's the case, and y'all are and y'all are saying, or some of you guys are saying that Trump knew he lost, but he tried to overturn the election, and the jury or someone's going to prove beyond reasonable doubt, beyond reasonable doubt that in his head he knew he lost. And in, in Gore's case, we don't have to guess what was in his head. He actually said it. So intellectual honesty time, especially for the Democrats on, on the call, on, on, on this panel. Mm-hmm. Did, did, did Al Gore commit the same crime that Trump is being alleged now today? Did he not commit the very same crime of trying to overturn an election he knew he lost, defrauding, and everything that was in the indictment, didn't Al Gore commit the same crime? Okay. And why wasn't he indicted? Let's let's ask, first of all, we're going to ask Patrick Tewitt that and, question. And, and I've got stay, one last oh, No, 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 Arthur, 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 stay yeah. on the line. I don't want you to go away. I want to give you the answers from our Democrats. I may my, I may weigh in as well, uh, but then uh, we'll give you a follow-up. But let's go to Pat Tewitt okay. uh, to answer yep. your question as to whether or not Al Gore right. may have committed the same alleged crime that, that people are saying saying uh, Donald Trump committed. Go ahead, Patrick. Well, Al, excuse me. What Al Gore did was take it to the courts. He didn't try to call governors and ask them to put in fake electors, didn't ask people to 
write phony letters that it was a corrupt election. He took it to the courts. And that's what Trump did and lost 60 out of 60 times. And that's the difference. You can say, I thought I lost. And they said, wait, there's another, there's some problems in this state. He filed lawsuits. He went to court. Never did anything underhanded. Never asked anybody to lie for him. He did it the proper way. He went to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court ruled against him. He said, it's over. I concede now. But he did no crime at all. And it's a, it's night and day between what he did and what Trump has done. Okay, Arthur, there's your answer. Well, okay, I, I, I don't, I actually just don't see the difference. But uh, I got to okay. follow up. I, I've got to oh, follow I, up. I do. I, know you I do. I do. Okay. I mean, as as the moderator here, I see a difference between what you're suggesting might be the case and the way that Patrick Tewitt has just explained it. Well, I mean, Al, 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 first of all, on the issue of conceding, okay, conceding an election is, is, is a nicety. It doesn't mean anything. You can concede an election and the next day wake up and the voters have given you more votes and you withdraw your concession or you, you, you withdraw your victory speech. I can say, right. it doesn't really mean anything. It's, this is why I feel the same way about su suggesting that, you know, they're gonna make it mandatory that you have to, you know, agree to endorse the nominee of the party. You can say it, you may not mean it. And I agree with it, P it, it doesn't really mean anything. I, I don't know why everybody hangs on the word of, you know, concession. You can concede an election and still end up being the winner. And in the case of Al Gore, he may have conceded. I don't think he conceded that night. I think it was the next day. But the point, the point is, he decided, and his followers and, and his vice presidential running mate, Joe Lieberman. I mean, I remember one thing. Lieberman, Lieberman was asking, this was after the election, he was coming up with an idea to somehow disenfranchise members of the military because their ballots had not arrived in time so exactly, the, exactly. The, so they 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 tried they tried to to change the results but they also ultimately went to court and it ended up in the supreme court and we know how it ended in the supreme court donald trump did not do that other than he went to state courts and again he lost you know like 60 times in state courts okay and by the way i was in the military so i do know uh bruce i do know i do know for a fact that al gore conceded that very night okay before before all the states before, he conceded after florida was uh, i think i what i think what i think happened though i mean I think my recollection is I think he conceded, and then frankly I think a couple of hours later his campaign manager Bill Daly walked out, and I think he exactly, he sort of exactly. he sort of suggested we're 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 withdrawing that we're going to continue to fight it. I think that's the way it it happened. That Bill Daly had a hey. had a key role in in, in uh, right. you know, changing the the strategy there. I'm I'm going to switch to one other comment different from this, but Please I hope do. you'll take Go my ahead. point. I hope y'all take my point on that. Do y'all do y'all understand that Gore? Okay. Anyway, the other the other the other question I've got is Goldman. After Seven Archer's testimony, Goldman came out and explained that that uh, Biden, that that Biden 
or that Hunter Biden wasn't selling access, but he was selling the illusion of access. Okay, mm-hmm. that's Goldman. Goldman is right. big defender of Joe Biden. Right. So Goldman said, Goldman's take on Devin Archer's testimony was that Hunter Biden was selling the illusion of access. Well, that right there is fraud. That's criminal. You're selling something that doesn't exist. You're getting $20 million. So my question for you guys is, one, what I just said, is it not true that it's fraud? But two, more importantly, and let I want to hear the Democrats on this. Remember, I'm a Vivek guy. I'm not a Trump guy. Yep. But my question is just simple. What, from the Democrats, what did Hunter Biden sell? And why were like eight-year-old grandchildren getting a, a million dollars? What was the product? I'm going to ask uh, LaShawn Ford. LaShawn, you, you, you've, you've read about this. I mean, uh, I'm sure you have been involved in hearing stories, being in Springfield for umpteen years, about how people try to persuade members of the legislature. I mean, does, does, this, does this thing stink to you? I mean, could, could you objectively say, you know what, the way this is playing out in the media, this looks like that Joe Biden and Hunter Biden were in cahoots to get money because Joe Biden was the vice president of the United States and was in a position to help people. You know, and he got money for it. You know, the stakes are very, very high. Yeah. And when you talk about criminal charges, then you really should not speculate. And that's why I said earlier that I believe that the country deserves to know the truth. And so, but, it, but here, but but I'm asking you, practically speaking, you're you're in the world of politics. Right. I mean, you know how this thing goes. When when someone when when someone allegedly says, "Okay, I, I'm on a phone call with with Barisma or someone in China," and I'm saying <laughs> that that my father is on this call, and he he is or is not on the speakerphone, is that not a a threat? To the person on the receiving end that listen if you don't do as i ask in fact even said in one of the conversations this was hunter biden he said you know i you know i i can wait a long time to get even with you that was on the uh on the whatsapp mm-hmm. call yeah and those I mean, yeah and, and bruce didn't think, that sound like a shakedown to you you know you have to make sure that you understand both sides of the story and i'm not trying to skate the question sounds like you are no i think that you need to know what was said before after and throughout the conversation i mean just knowing that he's the he's the son of the president is enough influence in itself how do you uh, here's one last question as a politician Mm -hmm. okay how do you get to be one of the least wealthy members of the united (laughs) states senate and 30 years later you are a multi-millionaire how does that happen? That's a good question for Thank white you. men. It's <laughs> a good question for you, though. And what's the what's the answer? I, I mean, don't have would, that answer. Is isn't there a perception amongst your constituents? Okay. Well, they think that don't they all th- politicians don't they think are all bad. politicians. Yeah, are bad. they okay. do. They think that all politicians are on the take. Bob, does it stink to you? I know it stinks to you. Well, and with respect to you brought up the WhatsApp um, message. Yeah, if, you know, the question is, was Hunter being truthful? Was Joe Biden actually in the room? And if so, I think that they're not or on the phone. Well, he's trying to shake down this Chinese official. And if so, I think that that's clearly selling access. And um, look, we've, we've seen Joe Biden 
make a bribe to the Ukrainian president or offer a bribe saying that you you fire this prosecutor who's investigating my son or else you're not going to get the taxpayer dollars that you've been promised. So this man is he's corrupt. And the fact that he's gotten away with that up to this point, I think, is outrageous. That That's something that the that, that, people really, really need to. I want to I want I want to come back. I want to I want to I'm going to pat. Pat, I want to come back to you because we're going to a break. I don't want to interrupt you. But on the other side, when we come back, I want you to respond to, to that particular point and uh, to the to the WhatsApp uh, conversation. I'm Bruce Dumont, 1-800-723-8029. Back shortly from Chicago, from coast to coast and border to border and around the world at beyondthebeltway.com. We are live every Sunday night from Elk Grove Village, Illinois, and we're live tonight. At Jersey Mike's, you can elevate any sub by getting the juice. Red wine vinegar and an olive oil blend. It's how a Jersey Mike sub gets its exquisite zing and how bites get boosted. The juice adds a certain something extra, an exclamation on top of the freshly sliced meats and toppings, the kind of exclamation you can eat. Order Jersey Mike's subs on our mobile app and get delivery right to your home or pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike sub location. Jersey Mike's, be a sub above. Song again. Here's that song again. For the hundredth time today. Here's that song again. It's gonna be stuck in your head all day. Here's that song again. It will make you cray cray. You love your kids enough to watch that TV show a bajillion times. Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat for their age and size. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. When it comes to vaping, the truth can get clouded. So let's make it clear. Vaping is not safe for kids, teens, or young adults. It's just not. Because vaping can put microscopic particles into your lungs. And dangerous things like metals and volatile organic compounds into your body. And nicotine, the same highly addictive substance found in regular cigarettes. Nicotine can harm a person's brain development through their mid-20s. Affecting learning, memory, attention, and impulse control. And priming the brain for other addictions. Vaping products also come in kid-friendly flavors that can make them appealing to youth. And many kids also use other drugs, like marijuana, in vaping devices. With appealing flavors, high nicotine levels, and lots of promotion on social media. Many kids think vaping is harmless, but it's not. So talk to your kids about the risks of vaping. Because when you talk, they hear you. For more information, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. No word in the English language is less convincing than probably. Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date? Sure. Um, we'll probably stay together. Probably? <laughs> it's been 23 minutes since I ate. I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm, okay, now tell me what to do. Cannonball! Cramp! Oh, I have a cramp. I can probably hit the green from here. Probably. Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay? isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. 
If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Bruce Dumont back, and uh, Patrick Tewitt was going to make a comment before the break, and uh, we want to give him a little uh, time to go uninterrupted with his response. Patrick? This comment about a bribe is, is total nonsense. What happened is you don't give money to a, a corrupt organization or government, and all he was saying is you've got to get rid of this corrupt prosecutor or we're not going to give aid to this government. They checked into this. They found he was corrupt. They didn't, he didn't say, don't look at Burmesma, don't look at my son. He just said, this is a corrupt man. Zelensky agreed the man was corrupt. And, they, and he, it, it, it's different than when Biden, when, when Trump was first impeachment, uh, we'll give you this money for arms, but first, give us some dirt on Biden. Uh, but this was not that. And, and, uh, and, and to answer the question, how did uh, Biden get so rich after being uh, not so rich, I think we asked Mitch McConnell the same question. Asked Lyndon Everybody. Johnson the same question. I agree. Everybody. What they, is, well, they, but, but, they, but, but, but Patrick, from your perspective, I, by the way, I totally agree with, with what you just said. We could say this about any member of the United States Senate. But my question to you is, uh, how does it happen? And Because it, it is bipartisan. How do these things happen? And is it part of the reason why a lot of people don't vote or think that all politicians are corrupt? I, I think the, the office gives them a lot of cachet. I think they, uh, they get, he's a lawyer, they hire him, firms hire him, they use his good name. Uh, uh, how many, uh, Giuliani got hired by firms because he was a well-known lawyer. Right. Uh, people happen. Uh, I don't think they ever have to pick up a meal again in their life. Uh, somebody once said about judges, as soon as they get elected, they saw up their pockets because they never have to pick up a tab again. Uh, and I think that's the problem is that people really uh, idolize these people and they shouldn't. Uh, but they make they allow them to make a lot of money legally. Uh, I don't think it's illegal, but people really want to have be friends with with powerful people. Patrick, you know, to quote uh, former Senator Patrick Man uh, Monahan, look, you have the right to your own opinions, but you don't have the right to your own facts. The fact of the matter is uh, the prosecutor was investigating Burisma and it was who employed uh, Joe Biden's son. And he threatened the, the president of Ukraine to fire him in order to get U.S. taxpayer dollars. That's a bribe. And as far as the fact that this prosecutor was corrupt, that's never been established at all. In fact, the Ukrainian president said he was specifically not corrupt, but we had to fire him anyway. So, no, that was definitely... We should clarify that when we're talking about, in this particular case, the, the Ukrainian president, it's not Zelensky. No, it's it was Zelensky's Zelensky. predecessor. I just want to keep it all... That, that's correct. And, right. But Biden, Biden bragged about this, which is probably why Ted Kennedy called him the stupidest person in the United States Senate. If you're going to get away with something like that, you don't go out and brag about it. And that's what he did. Yeah. Okay. Let's go back to calls. Sam, listening to us in South Carolina. Go ahead, Sam. Nice to hear from you tonight. Thank you, Bruce. Uh, Donald Trump, his net worth, we talked about corruption. Donald Trump's net worth was cut in half after he became president. From four billion to two billion. <coughs> On the other hand, Joe Biden 
bought the DuPont Mansion in Delaware after he became a politician. Now, I know it's hard to get a straight answer from any Democrat, but I have a question for you. Why was it in 2020 only the swing states that decided the election, they were the only ones that had problems counting the votes? I knew the fix was in two weeks before the election because Facebook, Google, and Twitter said they would not allow anyone to declare victory the night of the election. Zuckerberg signed up 4 million people, a lot of them phony votes. They hired people to go out and collect them. They had them sitting there. They paused the vote, and they brought them in, and they ran them through over and over again. And that's why a lot of different ballots had the same markings. That's what happened election night in 2020. Yes, it was fixed. Thank you, Bruce. Stay on the line. Stay on the line. Don't, don't, Sam, don't go away, okay? Still there? Okay. Okay, stay on the line. I'm here. I want to, I want to let our Democrat respond to it. I'm going to ask uh, uh, LaShawn Ford to respond to it first. Uh, it is a good question. I mean, all, all the focus appears to be on the swing states, um, which is where the alleged political shenanigans, skullduggery, corruption took place. Is that surprising to you or no i think that um you have to go where the votes are and we have an electoral college that you got to win and um i think democrats no yeah you have an electoral college that you have to win i think democrats are going to target the areas that will put them back in the white house does that surprise you uh, uh, robert bruce go ahead sam bruce he's not he's not answering the question why was it that those states had the votes paused. They were the only states, and they were the ones that decided the election. Why were they the only states that had problems counting the votes the night of the election? I'll tell you why. Because in 2016, Hillary Clinton's votes came in early. The Democrats had no way to cheat and make it up after Trump's votes came in late, and he won. So the next time, they said, we're not going to do this. Zuckerberg put up $420 million. They privatized the vote. They had phony ballots sitting there, and they brought them in. You know that it was going to be fixed when they would not allow anybody to declare victory the night of the election. They said it weeks before. Do you agree with that, Robert? It is suspicious that in these states it takes so long to count the ballots. I mean, look, Florida has a law that you have to count the ballots that night, and they get it done. So why it's never really been explained why it took so long. It took two weeks in some instances to count the ballots. So, yeah, it, it does raise a lot of suspicion. Well, it's still, I'm sorry, but let me just say, I think sometimes you cut your nose off to spite your face. I think that Democrats say that we need to have more polling places, we need more workers. Republicans want to cut the actual um, process down. So they don't want more polling places. They don't want more election um, workers. And so that hurts. So they don't want to do mail-in ballots. They don't want to do early voting. They want to have fewer polling places. And so it takes longer in those places to get the final results. Charles, Charles Lipson, go ahead. Uh, Florida and Oregon have done uh, very well on uh, mail-in voting um, and get large turnout. So I think it's possible to do it without corruption. I think that the problem uh, race that Sam raises is one that his view is shared by a lot of people. The problem is we have regular procedures where you can go to court, you can try these cases in, in what is supposed to be a neutral forum. And if you don't um, 
if you don't win, you don't win. Um, and that's the way our system is supposed to work. And that goes back to this question of conceding. Conceding is not a legal issue, whether you concede or not. Uh, uh, Stacey Abrams never conceded the Georgia election that she lost. The issue is whether uh, it's good practice to do it. I think it is because it ensures uh, the peaceful transfer of power. And then in the legal case, the question is whether you did anything to try to undermine uh, the the uh, fair counting of votes or electoral votes. And that's kind of what Sam is alleging, but that's what the courts tried to decide. And I wish that we had a better system that gave everybody an assurance. And I want to give a pat on the back, actually, to Al Gore. Uh, when it was all done, Al Gore conceded the election. And in God's eye, it's no telling who won Florida. But once the Supreme Court made that decision, Al Gore did the right thing. So did Richard Nixon. Right. And that in 1960, and that election may well have been stolen in two states, Illinois and Texas. Mm -hmm. If I may, Bruce, uh, ahead, talk to the issue about Hoban. the Republicans wanting uh, less polling places. I don't think that that's the case. But when it comes to whether the Republicans want less um, uh, mail-in ballots, I totally agree that mail-in ballots are just ripe for fraud, which is why we brought up Wisconsin earlier. In Wisconsin, it specifically says that uh, uh, mail-in ballots are wholly outside of the traditional safeguards of the polling place, which is why there's such strict laws against them, which were not followed mm -hmm. in Wisconsin. So yes, I mean, I think mail, that's why they don't allow mail-in ballots in almost every democracy in the uh, world. Republicans, I mean, also, Republicans also want they want voter ID, mm -hmm. and that's something. Why are Democrats opposed to voter ID? Well, I think that voter ID is tough because we know that there are certain populations that struggle to even have an ID. Like whom? People that leave prison. It's very difficult for them to get an ID. It's people that actually um, can't get birth certificates because they come from areas in the country where their birth certificates are not available. Someone who can't even check out a library book without an ID. And in Detroit, Kwame Kilpatrick's crew was was the election was privatized, and Kwame Kilpatrick's gang was running the election in Detroit. And also, Bruce, would you get an answer, please, why Donald Trump's net worth went down in half if he was corrupt? And why Joe Biden was able to buy the DuPont mansion. Thanks. I don't I don't I don't know the specifics about you you may be correct. I don't have the specifics before me, so I'm not gonna dwell in on that, but I do want to ask one last question because you're from South Carolina and uh Fritz cuts you off, so I will have to wait until next week, okay? I'm, I'm always interested in people who are calling from South Carolina because I, I wanna know how you're how you're weighing the fact that your former governor is running against your incumbent United States Senate uh, senator in a, in a state that uh, Donald Trump uh, has won and been very popular in. I mean, how is the South Carolina primary uh, going to turn out? And if if Tim Scott or uh, uh, the former governor, Nikki Haley, do not win in South Carolina, should that be a signal that they fold their tent and, and go away? I mean, this is going to be one of the, uh, the things to look at. I mean, it's the it's the third big, uh, actually, it's the fourth uh, big uh, date on the primary calendar for next year for Republicans. Anyway, we'll be back with another segment. And again, uh, I do want to switch gears and talk about something else. And we'll do that when we come back. I'm Bruce Dumont. Thanks for joining us tonight from Coast to Coast.
At Jersey Mike's, you can elevate any sub by getting the juice. Red wine, vinegar, and an olive oil blend. It's how a Jersey Mike's sub gets its exquisite zing and how bites get boosted. The juice adds a certain something extra, an exclamation on top of the freshly sliced meats and toppings, the kind of exclamation you can eat. Order Jersey Mike's subs on our mobile app and get delivery right to your home or pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike's sub location. Jersey Mike's, be a sub above. The possibility of lung cancer can be pretty scary, especially if you're one of approximately 8 million current or former smokers at high risk. That's why SaveByTheScan.org wants you to know that now there's a breakthrough low-dose CT scan that can detect lung cancer early, and it only takes 60 seconds. You stop smoking, now start screening. For an easy quiz to see if you're eligible, visit SaveByTheScan.org. It could save your life. SaveByTheScan.org is brought to you by the American Lung Association's Lung Force Initiative and the Ad Council. I'll be here to hear what's on your mind. Kids want to share what's going on in their lives with the adults around them. Parents, grandparents, teachers, coaches, and more. They want to know you're listening, and they want to listen to you. They want your input and guidance early and often on all kinds of topics. When it comes to a serious subject like underage drinking, they want to know your expectations as well as how and why as a young person they should avoid alcohol. How you talk about it will change as your child grows, but the important thing is to talk about it. Not just once for an hour when you think the time is right, but in 60 one-minute conversations and more that are part of your everyday talks. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. One in three adults has pre-diabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man, you, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has pre-diabetes, with early diagnosis, pre-diabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Wait, did they just say one in three adults has pre-diabetes? That's 33.33333% of adults. That means it could be me, my boss, or my boss's boss, or me, my favorite sister, or my other sister. That's seven members of my 21-person romantic book club. <gasps> Wait, the one in three could be me, my karaoke partner Carol, or ugh, my karaoke enemy Jeff. I'm going to take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Bruce Dumont back, and uh, we've got one segment left, and uh, I didn't want the, the program to go uh, to its conclusion without uh, giving Representative Ford an opportunity to talk about something that is near, very near and dear to his heart. Uh, it, it is a very personal issue, uh, and it is he wants to have legislation, or or I guess legislation, that wants to uh, reward or or solicit or prompt um, responsible adult uh, parenthood. Oh. And again, am I correct in in saying is it legislation, and what what would it do? It, you know, thank you for the opportunity to speak to this, Bruce. It will allow for 
a child in the case of a divorce or separation to have two fit parents raising them. Today, in the court system, majority of the times, the divorce ends with a default to the mother. And in my opinion, I think that the um, family court system needs an overhaul. I think that it really hurts um, the growth and development of children. And so I have legislation that says that we need to make sure that if there's a divorce or a separation, that the courts look at the best factors. Mm -hmm. There are 12 best factors, I believe, and you determine what's best for that child. You don't just say that a father has or a mother has um, Wednesday and every other weekend to be a parent, and then you pay child support. And we should share, and again, this is in your in your Wikipedia, so I'm not saying anything that is uh, not part of your permanent record, but for those that don't know much about you, uh, you never met your father. That's right. Your mother was a teenager, unwed mother, was right. a teenager. She ultimately, I guess, so your grandparents, your grandmother, eventually adopted you. You were raised by your grandparents. And your story within the black community, you, you, you went through life, you've become a success, you've become a, a teacher, you've become a state legislator, you ran for mayor of Chicago, you're on the broadcast this evening. Your story is not unique within the black community. And the question that I have is, is it your dedication, because it's from your heart, are there other lawmakers, or how do you, how do you get other lawmakers who had similar backgrounds to be as excited about it, wanting to rectify it and create some sort of a mechanism for the, the, the millions of young black men and women who are coming through that same childhood experience? You know, I, I, I must look at my colleagues and assess their upbringing because that is right. I have to look at it that way. And I had not, I took it as respecting their positions as a member and representing their districts. But I think it is important now that I look at them individually and try to get them to be convinced based on their life's experiences. But as you, and you've represented people from your district for many years now, the, the number of people who are your constituents that had similar backgrounds, is it a large number? Is it a small number? I mean, are they, when they hear your story, are they saying, you know what, that's, that's my story. Oh, and, my. And, and he overcame it. How do I overcome they it? They do. They, I think that a lot of the men in my community that I live in, in Austin, have a very similar story. And um, they may not have had a father that they grew up with. Or they had someone that played a father role in their life. And it's been a struggle, but I think that a lot of people see my story as an example that they can too overcome. It's not easy, but it's possible. And that's all we need is the possibility and the hope to um, be able to overcome. But this issue that's with very... parenting is very, it crosses demographics and social economics. It doesn't matter how much you make, the color of your skin, the family court system is against having two fit parents be in, their child, in the child's life. 
Charles, were you going to make a comment on it's that? Pretty imp imp it's pretty impressive. I'd like to, and I, I'm very admiring, LaShawn, I'd like to make one suggestion for a piece of legislation, uh, which is you said that people coming out of prison didn't have IDs. And I was actually shocked to hear that. Seems like it would be a no-brainer to give them an ID. They know exactly who they are. Uh, why not just introduce some legislation that says upon leaving uh, in uh, um, prison system, you get an identification? Professor, we have. It's unbelievable. I don't understand why it's not working. But it, the identification <laughs> is from the, the the identification is from the Department of Corrections, correct? That's uh, the identification. So it's from the Secretary of State. But what we do do right now in the state of Illinois, Professor, is we actually give them a slip of paper that acts as an ID that they could go to the Secretary of State and get an ID. Mm -hmm. Oh, and by the way, that, that also can't they just give them an ID, right? <laughs> but 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 here, but but here, I mean, here's what I mean. The, the, part of the issue here is, we, uh, again, we're getting into secretarial state functions and, and responsibilities. But in many cases, when you go in for an identification in the state of Illinois, at least it used to be this way, you needed a a, a, a gas bill or an electric bill to prove where you lived. In many cases. Someone who's just gotten out of prison, they're still looking for a place to live. They don't have an electric bill yet. They don't have a gas bill yet. And so they don't have some basic credentials that are required by the state of Illinois to get a, an ID. And without an ID, basically, someone says, you really can't do anything without an ID, whether it's voting or whatever. So there, there needs to be, uh, uh, in all 50 states, there needs to be a, a better way. If you've paid your time, you should be able to become uh, a, a, an active member of society again. And giving people an ID is one way to do it. Listen, on that note, we're out of time. So, LaShawn Ford, thank you very much. Uh, Patrick Tewitt, thanks very much for joining us from New York. Also, Robert Holbin, first appearance. Nice to have you with us. And Charles Lipson also uh, joining us this evening. We've had three, three new guests this evening on our program. Hope you enjoyed hearing from them. Uh, we will invite them all back. And our thanks to Fritz Goldman for his assistance in the production of this program. I'm Bruce Dumont. Good night from Chicago. Going back to school as a working adult doesn't mean you have to sacrifice a high-quality education. Purdue University, a top 10 public university, took its innovative thinking to a new level when it created Purdue University Global for working adults. Discover innovative, practical ways to earn your degree online and advance your career. Purdue Global has already awarded more than 1 million credits for prior learning, which means you can save nearly half the cost of your bachelor's. See how close you are to finishing your degree at purdueglobal.edu. That's purdueglobal.edu. Uh, goodbye, bench press. Adios, squat rack. Fare thee well, kettlebell. Hey, Kellen, need a spot? No, Jake from State Farm. I'm just saying goodbye to my pricey gym membership. What? Don't give up what you love. State Farm has options like insuring your home and ride with great rates on both. Nice. Hey, can I buy you a protein shake or a granola bar? Or... For surprisingly great rates, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today.
Is that a faucet running? That's not a faucet. That's a river rushing through the forest. Forest rivers provide over 100 million people with clean water to drink. What? I can't hear you because of the vacuum. That's not a vacuum. That's the trees in the forest cleaning up the air we breathe. I didn't know the trees were so amazing. Yep, and the forest gives us shade, trees to climb. That's awesome. Let's go explore some more. Visit the forest today and enjoy all it does just for you. To learn more about the forest and find one near you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. At Jersey Mike's, you can elevate any sub by getting the juice. Red wine vinegar and an olive oil blend. It's how a Jersey Mike sub gets its exquisite zing and how bites get boosted. The juice adds a certain something extra, an exclamation on top of the freshly sliced meats and toppings, the kind of exclamation you can eat. Order Jersey Mike's subs on our mobile app and get delivery right to your home or pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike sub location. Jersey Mike's, be a sub above. Matthew. Huh? Oh, sorry. It's okay. I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. All the talks we've had over the years, including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, they really do make a difference, especially at times that matter most. Hey, want a drink? No thanks, I'm good. So thank you, Dad, for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thanks, Mom, for never giving up and always being my biggest fan. Thank you for letting me know what you expect so I can try to meet your expectations. Thank you for talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov.